Hi, you're listening to Perpetual Learning. I'm Manjula Salvaraja, back from a small vacation in sunny Texas. Uh, we're talking today about the dismal state of trust in society, why it matters to the individual, and how we can change our own scenarios to build trust. Hi, Sudhan. Hey, Manjula, and I'm Sudhan Siva. Welcome back from your trip, and uh, excited to show off my fancy new mic. <laughs> I just, I, I can see someone's got a new toy and is, is coming across <laughs> very clear. As a radio journalist, I just want to say I appreciate good mics. So I'm so glad you got one. Um, you know, our, our discussion topic today is so timely. Um, I, I think I told you that, that uh, when I was in Texas, I was hanging out with my, my cousins in Dallas and we spent a ton of time talking. Actually, that's what we did from morning to night. Talk, talk, talk over four days about so many things. Um, I, what did we talk about? Uh, COVID outcomes, uh, the response to Russia, the protests in, in Sri Lanka. And of course, all of this was happening in the midst of Elon Musk closing his deal with Twitter. And, you know, I think back now to all of those discussions and there was this common thread running through all of those stories. And I think it was the stress, it was a thread of trust and mistrust. Um, so I, again, this topic is so timely. Uh, let's kick this off. There is a study on this. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. I think it's called the Edelman Trust Barometer. What is that? Yeah, so to give context, Edelman is a global communications firm that, you know, has been doing this survey on the influence of trust for, you know, several years now. And it's an annual survey with, you know, over 36,000 respondents across, you know, governments, NGOs, for-profits and whatnot across, you know, 28 plus countries. And, and so it's designed to just essentially understand what exactly is the level of relative level of influence of trust across society each year. Hmm. What does it say about the state of trust in 2022? I mean, they have a lot to say, but I mean, to summarize it, I'd say, you know, many of us live with a general sense of distrust in everyone and everything, especially with our leaders. And I'd say most of us are today more likely to start with the default of distrust, which makes it a lot harder to ultimately build trust with others, especially your leadership, um, especially when you look at it from a political perspective. When you look around, do you see signs of this, this state of distrust? Yeah, I'd say it's, it's tough to point to any one situation. I'd say, you know, you can see it with the general inability to have a single source of truth. Now, mm. I don't think we've ever had that to a hundred percent, but it, it certainly has, you know, degraded over time. And I think the Russia Ukraine conflict and, and, you know, the coverage of that was a great example of this, right? It was super hard to understand what exactly is going on on the ground, right? And, and it was difficult to form a view one way or the other. So you're just really using secondhand information to form conclusions, make decisions, and really associate yourself with a view if you chose to do so. And so 
And, and that's just one example, but the general inability to do that for pretty much any situation, you know, at a macro level, at least speaks to the, you know, state of distrust that we see amongst society today. It's interesting because um, I feel, and it's just my personal experience, work experience as a journalist that I, that I sense that. So it's so interesting to see it validated in this way that it's beyond just sort of what I think in the bubble that I'm in. Um, I'm curious though, why do you care about the trust and the state of trust in this era? Why does it matter? Yeah, I think it permeates kind of, you know, goes beyond just macro stuff, political, and, and, you know, really focusing on the individual, the combination of starting from a position of distrust and the general lack of optimism it creates really reinforces this drive to work towards short-term outcomes because, you know, you never know what will happen in the future and you don't trust longer-term outcomes. And this often leads to win-lose situations and broken promises versus, you know, two parties working towards a long-term, mutually beneficial partnership. Mm, short-term outcomes. I, 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 can, I can see that. I can see how um, when you go from a default of, um, of you know, mistrust that you, you get to that point where you're just looking to have things happen immediately um, and you're not looking to build relationships and build a reputation um, long-term. I'm curious, where do you think these areas of distrust are centered in society or, or where do you think people perceive them as being centered? I think it exists everywhere, but you know, if you wanted to see a very obvious example, it's, to me, it's people who are in positions of leadership or influence within centralized organizations, right? So think large corporations, governments, NGOs, media, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, correspondingly CEOs, you know, politicians, journalists, even it's just, you know, very hard to trust them and at the very least trust them with providing a holistic perspective versus something that's a bit more one-sided. And, and, and that is that also something that the barometer uh, pointed to that these were some of the positions that, that people, um, people had doubts about in terms yeah, of Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it really points towards a heightened level of mistrust amongst our leaders from a societal perspective. And, and you know, I think those are the positions that are also most vulnerable because you're often trying to spin it one way or the other. Isn't that interesting? Because it is actually, yeah, you're right. It, these are the people that actually need to be able to convey information. I mean, we saw that even um, through COVID, right? The handling of COVID. Exactly. Um, oh my goodness! Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Because I guess I'm just trying not to be centered on the fact that media and journalists is part of that realm. But anyway, let me (laughs) step away from that for a second. Who is at the other end of the spectrum? Like who has earned more trust? I think it's the individual. So, I mean, if you present the information the right way at an individual level, so, you know, any one person can build a disproportionate level of trust versus any generation in the past, right? So if you curate information, you know, build a pattern around that, it's far easier to establish credibility as an individual today versus, you know, perhaps 
a couple of generations ago where you did not have the ability to build your reach and build a following and audience and all of that kind of stuff. So, you know, for better and for worse, you had to rely on these central organizations. Whereas now, you know, the power of the individual is quite strong and, and, you know, you can go straight to quote unquote, the source, or at least someone who's very close to the source, presumably, and, and you know, it, essentially, you know, earn the right to build more trust versus mm-hmm. the past, at least. So I, I do want to get to talking about how we can fix this on an individual level or how we can strive to be seen as as more trustworthy on an individual level, because it looks like there is the opportunity to 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 um, to be seen that way. But talk to me about why it matters to be seen as worthy of trust um, uh, on an individual ba- basis in the workplace. I mean, outside of the going up to your colleague and saying, you know, can you lend me 20 bucks um, outside of that kind of a scenario? Why do you think it's important in the workplace? I mean, I think at the workplace, everyone has some base level of talent and skill and experience. Right. And I think what differentiates individuals beyond that is the ability to create trust and then maintain that trust. So if there's one thing I personally try to stay focused on is literally making promises or commitments and then keeping them. Right. And you know, I think more than being the most talented person, which is often, you know, very difficult to do, it's important to have the reputation of getting stuff done and you know, the reputation of getting stuff done is really on a basis of trust, right? People trust that you'll get stuff done and, and building the trust of people around you is integral to this. And so that's why I find it to be very important to uh, build a sense of trust within the workplace or anywhere else for that matter. It's so funny. Um, just a couple of days ago, uh, myself and, a, and another journalist uh, based out of Toronto were talking about someone um, in our circle that, you know, I don't think is, is some kind of exceptional, like ridiculously talented star, but, you know, just as capable or perhaps even slightly more capable than us, but, you know, a capable person, not some sort of a a ridiculous rock star. But this person keeps getting um, opportunities and and investments specifically tied around funding in media, meaning that they're getting funding to do projects, which is somewhat hard to come by when you're in journalism. And what both of us figured out at the end was, you know, I said, oh, why is this happening? And my and, and and my buddy goes to me, well, it's obvious this person always delivers. They deliver on time and they deliver a project that is at or just slightly above expectations. It's not amazing, but at least they get it done on time, on budget. And I thought, and, and it's funny because as you were speaking about this, that's what comes to mind, that that it is easy for this person to continue receiving funding, again, because they've built this reputation of trust. Totally. Right? totally. So, so I and think it's very easy to lose, by the way. And so, you know, it's very hard to kind of, you know, the longer you do it, the more that tends to be expected out of you just because you have that reputation. Right. So, uh, you know, it, it is quite important um, to maintain, especially if you have an aspiration of continuing to progress within the organization as well. 
So let's talk about some ways that we can we can do this for ourselves. What are some actionable ways we can we can build trust? Yeah, I'd say the top three, and you know, like I said, the first one is make sure you follow through on your commitments, right? So, you know, no matter how small it might be, it really builds up. And so you want to be able to, you know, small or big, really follow through on your commitments. And if you don't have a clear and valid explanation as to why and make sure you follow through it eventually. And then the second is communicating clearly and avoiding fluff. I find that, you know, a lot of times, you know, when you don't communicate clearly and start giving fluffy answers, that's when you start losing the trust of your colleagues. And, and you know, that's a tough spot to be in. And then the last one is, you know, really making sure that you don't sacrifice your integrity for anything, right? So making sure that, don't take any shortcuts. You don't, you know, look for short-term wins and really just play the long game. Cause ultimately my belief at least is that that does pay off and allows you to build this trustworthy reputation. Whereas short-term, of course, there might be some wins, but long-term, uh, it, it will harm you negatively. Um, if you do sacrifice integrity and stuff like that. You make this point in your newsletter, according author uh, Neil Pershka. I think that's how I say his name as well. Sometimes I can be terrible at pronunciations, but I'm very familiar with his work. Um, you know, the quote that is around uh, building trust in distrustful times, that people need to do this. And here's the quote, a quote, in an era of choice, the value of curation skyrockets. You know what? I didn't, I didn't understand that. What do you mean? Yeah. So I think, and you know, I, I believe in this statement as well. I think people have an abundance of information today. And so being able to sift through everything, pull out the relevant details and help others focus on what is important is incredibly valuable. And the more um, choice of information that you get, the more important the curation becomes and you know if you are kind of relying on someone to curate this information that's a very big responsibility and so you need to really trust that individual to curate content for you right news the newsletter is a great example of that right i think folks that subscribe to the newsletter really trust me to curate interesting Mm -hmm. content that's worthwhile reading every week now if i you know, put something that is completely off brand or, or something that's completely irrelevant or not valuable, then I lose that trust and the value of the curation that I do goes down. Right. And so that, that to me is how I interpret his statement. And, and I, you know, completely agree. I think, you know, now more than ever before, curation is incredibly important and valuable. Well, it's interesting because I've, I've always thought curation was important, but I just couldn't, until you explain it, really understand the tie to trust. And in a way, if we can extend the quote, what you're saying is that, that when you curate, you, you, you provide value when you curate well and consistently, um, you know, without losing that integrity, you build trust. Exactly. Ah, my great topic. Uh, great topic. More of this, please. Yeah. Are, are we on to talk next week? Absolutely. Great. Bye. All right. Chat soon.